Jesus, you shot the maid. Does she look like she's wearing a giant white wedding dress, Emily? Welcome to Fansplainers. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And every week on the show, we uh, talk about a film and uh, do a little bit of a deep dive into it. We do another podcast called Sneaky Dragon on there. We sometimes discuss movies, but we don't want to spoil movies on there. Uh, but here you have been forewarned. It's a spoiler-filled world. Sure. Here. We're going to kind of go through the through the film and, and whatnot. Uh, lately, we've been doing summer blockbusters yep. uh, of the past. Yes. Uh, now there's a chill in the air, at least uh, <laughs> the time that we're recording this. Yes, there is a chill. Uh, summer is past, and we're uh, we're kind of scrambling to find movies to uh, to look at. And this was a little oddball movie that looked a bit fun. Yeah. And so uh, we're going to be talking about it today, and that is Ready or Not. Yes, I don't know how avail- available it will be in other countries, because as far as I know, this movie is a Canadian film. And so uh, it's being shown around in Canada. Okay, well, you've just surprised me with that. Is it actually a Canadian movie? Like, is it Canadian directors? Mm-hmm. Canadian? Oh, okay. I, well, I don't know about Canadian directors, but it was produced and and made here in Canada. So. Oh, very nice. Okay. And all the funding was Canadian. It looked like. Like to me, from the end of the uh, when I when I saw this, obviously it's got a bit of a a horror thriller bent to it closer to thriller than horror, but it uh, reminded me a bit of a movie from i think it was last year maybe it was the year before uh, to tag which is okay. like take a kid's game we're gonna extreme it <laughs> right. and just go but that tag movie was based on a true story and as far as i know this is not the general idea is it's a um woman's uh wedding yes. uh, night and there's wedding a f- day well, well, but it ta- but the shenanigans all take place at night. Once it I'm sorry, I thought you were starting. I thought you were going to sort of give a general. Because well, there was a wedding day, yes. and then and then night followed as yeah. as night follows day. Mm-hmm. No spoilers on that. That is just how time <laughs> works. And uh, we find out that the family has a tradition where you have to play a game with any uh, new person that uh, joins the family randomly. Uh, randomly, they get a little card drawn, and in this case, it's hide and seek. But this game has lethal consequences, and she soon finds herself in over her head. Hmm. She did not expect this. No. How could she? Did she, would she have seen the trailer for the movie? No, that'd have been ridiculous. We do actually start off with a uh, flashback, seeing the last time hide and seek was played. Yes, and so you know, as you do in this kind of movie, you're setting uh, the stage. Uh, you're saying, oh, how bad this could be. There's a there's a young man who's hiding and gets uh, and sees a, a small uh, boy. Yeah, uh, tries to uh, get get them not to yell out his yeah. name and reveal where he's hiding. Yeah, but the the boy does the boy uh, rats him out <laughs> and he gets a couple of arrows in him and he gets uh, dragged off yes and so uh and thus starts starteth the movie and we see his distraught former bride now widow uh in tears following him yes and so we're not too clear on what's happened we just know that there's a tradition there's something's going on yes something's going on and there's... they're wearing masks and things and the confusing part of that movie that part of the film for me was that you know you've it feels like you're watching a period piece almost because everyone's wearing fancy. They're, not, mm-hmm. they're wearing like their 
evening dress and stuff. So they have their coats yes. and bow ties and things. And this could almost be taking place at Downton Abbey. Yeah. And, and by gosh, wouldn't that make the new Downton Abbey movie interesting? So later but on, it they, turned out to be like them all hunting each other for sport. It certainly would be better. Uh, so when they refer, reference it later, reference this incident later as thirty years ago and taking place in the eighties, I was like, oh, I thought that was from a long time ago. How strange. Yeah, that would be interesting to see that it has been going on for a very, very long time, this tradition. But that's not really what they're doing. Well, they do mention it as being from the Civil War right. era. Yeah, Right. Uh, the family uh, owns a game company. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, da- great-great-great-great-grandfather would have, have you made a deal with somebody yeah. uh, and uh, for success. And yet the price of success was once in a while you have to play this game with new people that comes in and once in a while... The game uh, is, is lethal. The game and demands. The, 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 the a, game demands sacrifice. Now, yeah. uh, one of the first things that you see off the top is you see the... Uh, we, we can get into general feelings in just a second. But sure. off the top, you see the names of the games that the family yes. has made. Yeah, yeah. And what I felt when I saw those was like, oh, we're doing a Shaun of the Dead here. Which is, in Shaun of the Dead, uh, they plan their day when they're at the pub. Okay. And they plan their day uh, listing drinks that they're going to have okay. and what they're going to do. Yeah. And names of pubs and names of drinks. And everything that they say is something that happens later on in the movie. Oh. And so when I saw all the names of the games, I was like, oh, this is what... The, this is what's going to happen. Every one of these games is going to be a scene. In, it's the kind of clever did, thing. Did that it happen? Is that I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. When, I, when, when they showed the games at the end, yeah. uh, it looked like, oh, yeah, all of these were incidents that, mm, that I didn't think of that. Movie, but... And I would be surprised if they didn't because mm. it's such a, eh? Yeah. Look at, what? Well, it's a good idea, though. Which can be a little, sometimes it can be a little kissing to be clever, but it, uh, you know, if you pull it off, you're, sure. you're, you're and you it, know. It works in the context of the film because they're talking about... You know, the movie is about the games that this family has, you know, has made their fortune on. Right. You know, I mean, the games is a, is a small part of their fortune. He does mention, the father mentions they bought four sports franchises. So that seems to be the more lucrative part of their holdings. Right, which but is still games. It's they're still all, games, yeah, yeah. All around it's all games, games yeah. and games and sure, games. Sure, uh, Now, you're married, I'm married. When you met your in-laws, uh, did you fear for your life? Hmm. Not my life so much. Okay, but there was fear. There was some, yes, some some fear. Right. I think that's. I think that taps into that in a nice way of like you're going to be part of a a family, mm-hmm. uh, and and good good horror finds its basis in something real. Yeah. And as over the top and crazy as this is, yeah. You know, you're part of this family that you don't understand, and there. And for me, I first time I met my father in law. We got in a fight, uh, almost a physical fight, at a church, and uh, and so yeah, that was you know that was like a extreme incident yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, and then as I always like to say was uh, it didn't become physical because uh, I thought like oh we can't fight here this is hallowed ground. And then I realized oh I'm using Highlander rules we're not Highlander, <laughs> but uh, but yeah meeting the in laws can be rough. So sure that's a good basis for a horror movie is you, meet the in laws. however, and they want to kill you. You, however, my mother-in-law is wonderful. Already had kind of. You were already married, weren't you, to Pia? When you met? yes, yeah, yes, I was. I had to like propitiate Lisa, my wife's oh, uh, for that father. Kind of so I had to like you know suck up and try to get him to like me, which was very difficult. Mm-hmm. In fact, it took me getting cancer for him to like me. That was like the turning point in our in our relationship. Would you recommend that to anyone else? Who's yeah, to I do. I say if you want to suck up to your father-in-law, get cancer. That's what I t- say to everyone nowadays. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's let's also say 
that this was how many years ago? Um, 30? 30 years ago. Yeah. And you're still with us. Yes. And you're very healthy now. That's right. So congratulations. Good Thank you. you. Stick Thanks. around, okay? Yeah. No one, no one out there get cancer. Don't get cancer. Uh, this took a turn. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about a movie about people murdering each other. But that's right. Well, there's no time for, time for that when we're talking about our nice murder movie. <laughs> um, wh- what did you feel in general about the film? I really enjoyed it, actually. I thought it was very good. I didn't like the ending so much, but I, I liked the rest of the film quite a bit. Okay. I'd... The ending ending or the twist at the end? Or like the very ending, like the punchline of the whole Oh, I did, the punchline was okay. It wasn't... They should have... It's I, tough when you actually have a punchline in a movie. Yeah, it you is. You really got to like... That's that's a risk. That's a hard one. Yeah. And I felt like the actress didn't quite sell it. Like she wasn't quite there for it. Um, right. Now, the, the actress is uh, Samara, Samara Weaving. Yeah, Samara Weaving. Who I, who I think like will be getting work that Margot Robbie uh, turns she's down. She's definitely... I was watching that when I was watching, I was like, oh, she's like a Margot Robbie look-alike, only slightly not as good-looking as Margot. And that's not an insult to her because she's a very good-looking woman. Mm-hmm. But she kind of, yeah, she's kind of like Margot Robbie, but not quite as perfect-looking as Margot Robbie. Like, Margot Robbie's is sort of like very beautiful woman, like very beautiful woman. It's such beauty that very few of us can can uh, achieve, you know. Right. In fact, and most people don't know this, Margot Robbie, her beauty cures your cancer. <laughs> seeing her that's right 30 years ago i don't know how that worked but it's strange. which is creepy now you it think is creepy, how old yeah. she would have been back then. yeah i don't know why you brought it up i don't know it really you has really, a real twilight vibe you, to it now that you i have really turned this show into something different um but yeah she she definitely and she's also australian like margot robbie oh is that right okay. yeah yeah so I, that was also very interesting to me and then they had a pretty good cast you know andy mcdowell mm-hmm. henry cherney uh, you know, a couple name actors, uh, you know, not like super high profile, but people like yeah. people, you know, here's a question I have about Andy McDowell. There was a point in the movie where uh, Andy McDowell has uh, has a bow and arrow and is, is firing the bow and arrow. Yeah. And I thought for a second, I was like, did they want Gina Davis and they couldn't get Gina Davis mm. and they went with Andy McDowell? Yeah, because it feels like Gina Davis, of course, it was like uh, up for the Olympics for, uh, didn't didn't make it, but up for the Olympics for archery. Yeah. And like, oh, this would make a lot of sense if it was Gina Davis. But I could see like if you couldn't get Gina Davis, yeah. Andy McDowell is a fair get. Yeah. And uh, But then you stick around and you keep the, uh, keep the bow and arrow. Yeah. That was just a weird thing when I was uh, watching. It was like, oh, bow and arrow. Oh, yeah. Gina Davis, of course. Yeah. She would have been, yeah. She could actually just shot her own arrows and uh, been fine. Yeah. No. Not that you need to. No, you don't. But yeah, Annie <laughs> McDowell does do a good job in this. She does not have her voice dubbed over as uh, as she did uh, by Glenn Close in Tarzan. Uh, uh, Grace Stoke. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Lord they didn't want to. They hired a woman with a southern accent and said, what? Why do we hire a woman with a southern accent for this movie? Well, the, yeah, the mean bit is like that they didn't like her acting, and so they dubbed, oh. dubbed her over. They liked her look. They didn't like her acting, so Glenn oh. Close did uh, her voice. Huh. How odd. Yeah. Um, yeah but, she, then, but then later on, she was in uh, Sex, Lies, and Videotape, and that was kind of her big breakout movie oh, okay. there. And then okay. from that point on, she's fine. Yeah. She's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, she's in Groundhog Day. Take, take that. Guys. Yeah, she is. Yes. Um, yeah, she's very good. Adam Brody, uh, fresh from the O.C., that's what he was on, wasn't it? The OC. He's he's uh, I don't think he's that fresh off the OC. But no, anyway. is he the husband or is he the brother? He's the brother, Daniel. Yeah. Yeah, the brother. The brother is a good scene stealer. Like you, you know, the brother's the really interesting. He's very character, good. Yeah. And then Alex, the the husband in the movie, I can't remember the actor's name now, but he played Des on uh, the Republic of Doyle. So I was like, oh, Mark, it's Des. Mark O'Brien. Mark O'Brien. There you go. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's Des. Oh, that's great. Yep. Do you remember Republic of Doyle? It's kind of the Canadian Rockford Files. Oh yeah, basically. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So had Russell Crowe on an episode, and everyone went, why is Russell Crowe on this? But Russell Crowe was on it, yeah. I think he was just doing a movie in Newfoundland, and they're like, hey, do you want to come in? Yeah, a friend of mine. show, and he said, sure. A friend of mine's actually on that show, as a regular on that oh, show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if you haven't ever seen The Republic of Doyle because you're not Canadian, yeah. uh, check it out. It's an interesting show. That's and you got good. like an yeah. interesting little fun look at Canada, rough rough housing, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. solving some mysteries, dealing with some stuff. <laughs> Insulting each other. Yeah, it's all, it's all right. And then... Um, he was also an arrival. He played the uh, soldier who's going to blow. Tried to, they did blow up, but they attempted to blow up the spaceship. Oh, okay. The soldiers, I don't know, they're like watching, getting sucked into this kind of show. One of those um, guys who yell on the internet, you know, at, what's this guy? Alex Jones, kind of a yep. character that spurs them to try to blow up the aliens. But um, yeah, he did a good job too. I thought he was very good. No, everyone was everyone was very solid. Now mm-hmm. I'm like I like that there are movies like this. I like that there are movies like this. Uh, I don't know how it's uh, necessarily doing in theaters right mm-hmm. now. And again, you mentioned it's a Canadian movie. Yeah. I feel like if this is the kind of film that if you, if this appeared on Netflix, it would do really well. Yeah. People would all be talking about it. You'd watch it. It'd be good. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 not... It's it's weird, like, because movies cost so much now, yeah. this is this is my little bit of a prejudice about it. It's like, uh, boy, howdy, this is, uh, this is pricey. It's good. It, and it is good. Like, it's a solid... I'd say it's a solid B minus film. I don't yeah. like yeah. necessarily judging movies in that way, but it's a solid. Yeah, that's good. Solid film. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, well executed. I like that it was all in one location. You can see how pe- it was an easy sell because it's like sure. it's all in one location. Um, uh, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of special effects in it. Yeah, it's very it's good. mostly practical. I would say the only thing I would say that's that's negative is it it did not uh, go to a next level that surprised me like. Once you got the concept, yeah. it never strayed from the concept. There was a little bit of a twist at the end, uh, which we'll get to. That was like that was fine. That was that was fine. I didn't really like it. But. Okay, it was fine, but it almost seemed like they introduced something better and then went with something not as good because that's what. Well, let's, you want. let's get to that in a bit then, because yeah. I'm interested in what your thoughts sure. on it. But yeah, we start off with uh, you know it's the wedding day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have the wedding. Um, grandma's nuts. We, I like I like grandma. It's her his aunt. His aunt, okay, yeah. yeah. She's uh, you know, she's Yeah, she's, she's really good. Yeah, she's all she's one step away from being uh one of the Adams family. <laughs> like she's just that over the top. So over the top, but yeah, bananas. But, yeah. Yeah. She's kind of like a gargoyle watching over the scene. Yeah, like this is what the... you've got is like you've got you've got an eccentric family yeah. that are that are interesting. Like every one of them is interesting and yet once the plot starts they become less interesting because they're all now servicing the plot. Like, I would like to know more about, you know, the weird kind of, you know, uh, bigger guy and and his yeah. wife who's, you know, a, a drug substance addict. abuser. Yeah, 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 that's right. Like, what's the deal with those two? Yeah. yeah but yeah. they're but the, again, they've got to just move through the plot and mm-hmm. do the things that they mm-hmm. do. And it's like, oh, boy, I would just like to know what's, but what's I, their deal. But, I mean, they're, they're, that's kind of a... A plus for the movie, then, if they're introducing characters that are that interesting that you're curious about, want to know more about them. Yeah, like, if you're I feel not like, frustrated by not seeing, like, yeah. there's, there's, okay. Like, I mean, really, they could just cookie cutter it and just have, like, a bunch of bland nobodies show up and still have the plot move. Right. But the fact is that they spend some time creating characters that are, that are halfway interesting. I do agree. I, the, I feel like the, the, the big husband guy. Well, let's let's go. Let's let's carry on. Let's try. Let's try and describe this film. So the movie establishes that Alex, the husband, the groom, the husband to be, comes from a very wealthy family. Right. 
which is of some interest to, to Grace, our hero in the movie. I believe her name is Grace. I think they, do character. they call themselves a Dominion? Is that what it is? The like, company is called a Dominion, yes. That's right, yeah. Because yeah. like, their last name is Le Domas. That's right. What do you call yourselves? We call ourselves Dominion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which does feel very Canadian as well. <laughs> yeah, it does, actually. Um, so then, you know, we, it establishes that she she's, uh, came from a background where she did not have a family. She grew up in foster care. And so this is very important for her that that she have a family. And so she's really nervous about meeting these people that she doesn't feel that she, you know, stacks up to in terms of, you know, where she comes from, what her, her origins are. Right. So she's not a blue blood like the rest of this family. And so, but Alex clearly loves her as he's portrayed at the beginning of the film. In the beginning of the film, he loves her. Yeah, that he's, you know, he's, she's really important to him. He feels like, you know, he's been trying to escape his family, blah, blah, blah. So there's all this kind of sense of, because, um, you know, they make a lot of mentions. The mom comes to her and thanks her for bringing him back to the family and, and you know, creating this rapprochement. And, you know, I don't want to go into the plot of why he felt compelled to not just elope with her, but have to come back and get married. But that's part of the part of the movie, part of the, the mechanism of the film, part of this deal that they've made with this, or deal that the great-great-great-grandfather made with this character, this person named LaBelle, B-A-I-L-E, who, we we don't know who this person is. The name ha- kind of sounds a bit like Ball, B-A-A-L, which is a yeah. commonly used or as Belial, a... Or Belial, yeah. Yeah, or Belial, yeah, that's right. That's, that's a good another. Um, these names of other... other uh, Supernatural beings. Other, nat- other nations, gods, basically, yeah. which became, you know... Um, so then they have the wedding... It goes off really well. Everyone's happy. Except Everything for seems the great. Except for the aunt who's yes, who's scowling in the corner. And then, as at dinner that night, that's not come up for her before. So she is surprised to learn about it as we are in the audience. That she has to take part in a kind of a tradition in the family that when a new person enters the family, they have to play a game because this family's fortune is based in games. Right. Now, uh, there were other people at the wedding, right? There were other guests. There were other guests, the yes. Family. Yeah. So do they not get a reception? No, I'd fuck off. Yeah, that seems yeah, a little get weird. Get out of here. That's what, that was a little weird. It was like, uh, okay, you come to the wedding, you sit down, you don't yeah, get yeah. any snacks or anything, you leave, and then mm-hmm. the family gets together and have a meal together. It's like, that's a, that's a bit odd. It is odd, but we learn the reason why, which is that they have to do this ceremony. Yeah. Feels like you could still or have the, a reception, or, and then afterwards have the ceremony, or, as long as it wraps up before midnight. Or they'll die. That's what they believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's there's some uh, there's some uh, sense of rushing it. They don't want to waste their day with an reception in the evening when they need to be getting sure. down to the brass tacks. And, here. At, the, and at this point too, that they, they don't know that the card that will be drawn is the card that will be drawn. This could be just mm-hmm. anything. They would still have to perform a sacrifice. No. Nope. Because they talk their goats nope. are for sacrifice. No. Nope. They call them that. What's that? They call their goats sacrificial goats. No, because the one uh, the one woman who's the drug addict said on the night that she got married, yeah. she, she played checkers. They play checkers, but they still have to do a sacrifice. Of? The goats. Oh, so they sacrifice goats instead. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, all right. And when, it, and when it's this one, they've got to like do yeah. a person. Yeah. All right. So there always has to be a blood sacrifice, mm. but generally it's just an animal sacrifice. Okay. Why? What's wrong? No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. all right. Wait, now you're sorry for the goats? Yeah, a little bit. It's like, what are they? They, they don't need this shit. <laughs> right? Okay, you whatever. Know, they're goats. We, 
it's okay for people though. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, people, you know, so, people believe in this uh, nonsense, and so mm-hmm. you know they That's can right. get involved in this nonsense. Okay. And also, people can fight back uh, as people do in this. Mm-hmm. But the goats, ugh, the goats don't. They, they don't need this shit. They don't need it. Yeah. No, so, no, I'm not all for that. I'm glad. Did they actually show? Uh, they showed no goats being. No, there. no, they didn't. Good for that. that. I'm glad. <laughs> so then. Uh, so we get the story of the box okay. that at some point in the past, one of the great, great, great relatives of the family met this man who promised fame and fortune Yes, with this box. And so the box is essentially a little device that you open up, put a playing card in, a blank playing card in, yep. close it. It prints a message, it prints a game that's going to be played. And then the, the person who has to play the game, the new member of the family, the drawer pops open, they pull out the card, and it might say Old Maid, as it did for, we learned that, oh yeah, I guess we should introduce some of the characters that we've met, because we do meet some characters here. We meet uh, Alex, of course, the groom. Right. We meet his mom and dad, Henry Cherney and Andy McDowell. We meet his brother, Daniel, who is described as a drunk, played okay. by Adam Brody, and his wife, who is a kind of an ice queen, a you know very ambitious woman who has walked into the situation with her eyes open and does not want to lose lose this that's right yeah. this life that she's living this comfy life that she's living and then uh, at the last minute arrival of his of Alex's sister who has come from France um and has flown privately so we know that the family's wealthy sure and brought their two boys with them so we meet her and her husband so her husband when he when he pulled the card out had to play old maid which he didn't uh, understand. The didn't game. know I mean, the, again. Yeah. Would you be able to play old maid? No. Me. Either. No, no, me either. Can you play old maid with regular playing? Cards? Yes, you can. That's what it's. That's the. Oh, very good. Game, okay. Because yeah. when I was a kid and you had old maid, they had the special cards that were like mm-hmm. you know, all that. There are. They do have those, but you can also play with a regular right. deck. And then I can't remember what Daniel's wife played, but she played another innocuous game as she well. Didn't play I think checkers. checkers. Maybe yeah, it was checkers. checkers yeah. She said, yeah. And then or chess. No, it was chess. No, no, it was checkers. No, Samara Weaving's character wants to play checkers because she's really good at it. Oh, but I believe okay. it was right. chess for um for the wife. All right, and then yes, so then Grace or Samara Weaving's character pulls out her card and she gets hide and seek, and everyone looks very serious and very disturbed because what this means is that rather than a good old goat, Labelle is demanding human sacrifice, and so now the family has to kill her before the sun rises the in the morning. So they have a deadline and they have a mission, but she doesn't know this. She's just told that they're going to play hide and seek and that she has to go hide and they're going to count to a hundred and then come find her. This was upsetting to her because uh, she wanted to have sex with her husband. Yeah. And, uh, nope, we got to do this first. So, you know, she's old fashioned. They haven't had sex yet. Right. She's been waiting. Which also technically, you know, uh, means they haven't consummated the marriage yet. So. Everything's fine. Things can still be annulled. It's all right. <laughs> so then uh, so then she goes and she runs off to hide. And then we see the family arming themselves. But by tradition, they're arming themselves with old-fashioned weapons. So we get a crossbow. We get a bow and arrow. We get some an old, like, derringer. We get uh, a, an antique rifle. I have no idea what Daniel's wife was given. Mm-hmm. Daniel has a rifle. Yeah. I believe the father also takes a rifle, and she the because anyway it doesn't matter. Um, and then they head off in search of of Grace, who's hidden herself in a dumbwaiter, right? And which is 
not the best hiding place in the situation because if but you if get you caught there, yeah. But if you don't care about it, no, no, I know. You just want to get it over. I just mean in this situation, it was. It's not the best situation because she's sort of it trapped. If she gets found there, she's nowhere to go but dead. So unless unless there was like uh, some now here's the thing about the house is there's secret entrances everywhere as mm, well. Yeah. Uh, so you know that's old timey houses like that did have that for servants yeah, and whatnot right. to, to come entrances, in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know maybe there was a way in and out of the dumbwaiter. We don't know if there wasn't. There wasn't. We do know because the, no, there wasn't as well. Was, right. Thank you for bringing up that objection. But there could have been. Yes. There could have been. There could have been. You're right. So then uh, she gets bored. Yep. Waiting in this dumbwaiter and decides that she's just going to go for a wander around. So she gets out and begins wandering around and she goes into. Oh. Let's mention that there's servants there as well. Yes, there's a few uh, servants. That's yeah, right. There's, there's the chauffeur uh, and uh, also. Sort of a butler, I guess. Is yeah, what butler he, guy. Yeah. He plays piano. He's kind of lurch. Basically, he yeah, does yeah. like everything Lurch would do mm. in the Adams family. And then, is there three women? There's three, yeah, uh, three maids. That's right. Because yeah. you got to have that. You got to have uh, Dracula's three, uh, <laughs> two brides, three yeah. brides. Yeah. That's right. It's it's always fun to say three, and then yeah. uh, to see three, you know, uh, beautiful women doing stuff, and then you go like, ah, I get it. It's a very horror movie. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we're, we're with it. Now, well, did the now did you think they're doing things so horribly? Did the did the, did did the maids thing. know uh, what was going on? They're in on it. Feels like uh, feels like some of them are. I don't think I think, th- I think they are. Like the brunette. Yes, the one came I yeah. think they must and if, know. And and if uh if Lurch knows and the brunette knows, then probably the other two know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they get, that's coming to them. That's yeah. fine. They're yeah. they're all right with this. Yeah. So Alex pulls Grace into their bedroom in a scene that we're supposed to go like, Whoa, what's happened? And then uh they're talking and then he ha- trying to he's trying to explain to her what's going on. Mm-hmm. But before they can they're interrupted by the family coming to the to the room, so they hide behind the bed, and they get to overhear. She get Grace gets over here, kind of vaguely what's happening. Yeah, it's not a million miles away from a bedroom farce at this point. Yes, because <laughs> it is. There's a lot of yeah. open doors and misunderstandings, sure. and then like, oops, no, I thought you were you, and it was this and yeah. wrong, and I shut the wrong person. Oh no no no! I'm getting mixed up here. Right, this there is, was a hallway scene. This is a different scene I'm thinking of That's because right. they're waiting in the bedroom, and the and the maid comes in. Mm-hmm. And because she's looking for the one of the kids has escaped from bed, and so she's looking for him. And as she goes to leave the room, she's mistaken for Grace and shot in the head by by the Alex's Alex's yeah. coked up sister. Yeah, that's right. And so now Grace knows that something is a a miss. <laughs> right, and because it's the first uh, kind of uh, horror thing that we're seeing, yeah. aside from uh, the um, the prequel the prequel yeah yeah yeah. uh it's it's a gory face wound Mm. it's a lot of that business yeah yeah they don't uh try to they don't sugarcoat the 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 gore only only that one time though really like i would say actually the opposite is true like i expected more gore than uh, than than i got that's the only really gory thing with the exception of the ending which there's is more, very, very, very cartoon. That's very cartoony. But there's more cartoon. gore because the other maid gets an arrow through, through the neck. Yeah, but it's, with her mouth open, it goes yeah, through her mouth, and but that's and still, then she's laying on the floor making gurgling noises. Yeah, it's gurgling. We've already had gurgling though. It, it seems like they don't want to um, really gross you out. At no, this point. no, it's a pretty, it's a pretty tame film, I think, in terms of, like it's no revenge. Let's put it that way. That that movie is, you know, puts its uh, its main character through the paces, mm-hmm. through the paces. But uh, this. So then uh, Alex convinces Grace that they need to get out. Mm-hmm. So the plan is that they're going to use the secret entrance. 
to for her to go down the servants the servants back you know back way for her to go down to the kitchen he's going to go and unlock all the doors and windows in the house because they have been locked so that she can't right. escape Let, let's say there was a there was an important plot point that that showed oh, up uh, sure. in here sorry i made a mistake no that's okay which is um She's furious at him because, you know. Why am I here? Why am I here and yeah. why didn't you let me know this? Yeah. And his excuse is, if I told you, you wouldn't have uh, wanted to be with me. Yeah. And so I couldn't tell you. Now, at, the, at and, you know, you can as an audience member go, no, that all makes sense. But this is a big turning point in the character, which is you go like, oh, he puts himself above her. Mm. Like what he needs is much more important than her safety. Yeah, yeah. Because he's in love and he needs her to yeah. be with him above other things. It seems like a romantic thing. But if you think about it for like two beats, you go, hey, hey. you're... Uh, also, but here's the other thing, though, is yeah. that she insisted they get married. He was perfectly happy living unmarried. That's what he wanted. Because he knows that if they marry, he has to be married at the house and they have to go through the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Or according to family lore, which turns out to be true, he will die. Mm-hmm. So he can't elope with her. He can't marry her away from the house. If they marry, they have to go through this thing. Right. So yeah, I guess he could have told her, well, I guess I can't get married then because this is a situation. Yeah. But he loves her. Yeah. And so he's hoping, you know, we've had 30 years. This doesn't happen very often. Hopefully... With this woman I love, mm-hmm. she'll get old maid or go fish or tiddlywinks and not hide and seek. Oh, please make it so. Let me let me throw it out this way. And this, this seems like a, a disturbing kind of way of looking at it. Uh, you have a sexually transmitted disease that uh, kills uh, yeah, maybe one in a hundred times. Yeah. And you're going to get married and uh, you don't want to tell your wife that you've got it because then she won't marry you. Yeah. And so I'm going to keep mom about this and let her take the risk. Well, now I'm a son of a bitch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you go, like, no, but I love you, baby. And I couldn't tell you because <laughs> if I told you, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't have been with me, baby. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, they, no then you're, you're, you're bad. So like, even though this is a person that we're now um, on, on point with like going like, oh, no, this is one of the good guys who's helping protect her. Yeah. It, again, if you think for like half a beat, oh, no, 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 no. No. He's really bad because he knows better the others are predators that are trying to save their own lives yeah this guy endangered someone for selfish reasons yeah yeah so he's worse than them (laughs) okay so uh so we continue yeah to me no no i think you're right and i think the movie agrees with you yes i think it does as well yeah um so then uh she runs off down the hallway she finds herself lost because she hit, hits a point, a fork in the road, basically, where she has to make a choice between one door or the other. Meanwhile, the family is arguing with, with each other and not getting along very well. The coked up sister and her husband, her husband is a bit of a nothing. He's a bit of a, you know, just a kind of a bro, mm-hmm. essentially. He's a rich guy who hasn't had to do anything with his life. Yeah. Has not really learned anything. Has yeah. not really done anything. It's sure. just, you know, a typical rich guy. Yeah. Does, does nothing. Yeah. And has accepted the buy-in to this family is that you might have to kill someone or yeah. at least kill a goat every year which in order is, to maintain which, the 
the prestige that we live in to maintain to our lives. That's worthwhile. It's a it's a small sacrifice. And the drug addict, I like that uh, in in typical fashion of uh, that kind of personality. Nothing against people who have you know ad- addictions, but uh, it, it's all about them. Yeah. So she kills somebody, but it's all about her mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how this affects her. Yeah. And yeah. There is no empathy at no, all no. for the person that she is. She, she is hurt. Yeah. 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 It's well, but it's part of the family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, later on in the film, I think that's also more of her personality. Yeah, of someone who is just like completely concerned about their their their, their, their themselves. Yeah, because yeah. later on in the film, there's a scene where she is, um, she's talking about how it ends with them, or that the, she doesn't want the boys affected by this, or whatever. Yeah, and then it turns out the boy had shot, you know, at, at shot Samara Weaving's character, and then she's proud of him for doing that. And I think that's a turning point for Daniel's character, but we can get to that in a minute. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we have them all confused. They can't find Grace. She's eluded them all. They've succeeded in killing at least one of their maids. And that where is she? So Grace chooses a door, and she ends up walking right behind the family, who are all turned to look yeah. at her with, with their guns, rifles, bows, whatever else they have, you know. Uh, it's a good scene. It is a good scene, yeah, yeah. And, that, and I guess she takes off at a run again? Yep. <laughs> Not, I don't yeah, they're her. all like stunned that it's just that easy. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, right. where is she? We got to do all this stuff. Uh, I'm just gonna say she's uh, right over there. <laughs> and uh, there you go. It's nice because you think like in a movie like this, the whole thing would be we're gonna look for her forever and we're gonna do all this kind of stuff. And that was actually a nice surprise of just like, oh, there she is. Everyone's in the worst. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. just push the plot along, which but, is great. And it's a fun way to push it along too. This film has, you know, it's it's a very much a black comedy. I think you know, it's it's obviously. Using this as a metaphor for wealth and holding on to your wealth and how you how people get wealthy and things of that, you know, like like the whole idea of blood sacrifice as a as the basis for your wealth is yeah. not too far from reality. Yeah, you know? what business uh, doesn't uh, hurt people to get? Yeah, you know, no, there's no family that's a bunch of billionaires that doesn't have blood on their hands mm-hmm. in some yeah. some respect. Yeah, or at least a historical blood on their hands. They may not sure. have it on their hands anymore, but. It's there yeah, in the family. It built, it built in the, the house in the family crest. Yes, yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, she runs away. I don't who blame who can blame her. Uh, pursued by by everyone, by not everyone, but most of the family. Uh, some have been asked to get out of the way. Yeah, the brother really doesn't want to do this. He's had no. enough. Uh, he's a power drinker. He's uh, he's just uh, he just hates. He mm-hmm. says that he that he's uh, not doesn't want to be part of this, but he still he still does when pushed to it. He still does participate. Well, yeah, because yeah, because you know, like family is so hard to escape. Yeah, you know, like you can you can run away, but you can't you can't defeat what you've been taught your whole life. Right, and they do, and for all they're saying that they're going to die, that does sound ridiculous. And I think the brother is not buying that mm. either. It's just like this is just a, a silly thing that you know has been a family thing for so long that we've all started to believe it, and here we go. Yeah, yeah, yes. So yeah, it's because there is a scene where Grace comes comes upon him in the or he comes upon Grace in in the in the one room, and he lets her go, mm-hmm. gives her a head start, gives her a head start, gives her ten seconds, and counts very slowly, and also adds halves, but. Then calls his family. Then calls his family, yeah. Right. As the now was he the uh was he the boy in the in the in, in the 
preface that uh, that called out. Yes. Yeah. So he's carrying this guilt as That's well. That's right. He's carrying this shame. He saw that... he saw his actions. He thought he did the right thing when he was a kid, and he yeah. watched a man in front of him get like shot with like a couple of arrows and yeah. dragged off and uh, and killed. Yeah. And so yeah, he's been he's bear he's borne that burden more than uh, really anyone else there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Besides people who killed. The... But they <laughs> they made their choice and they made their decision as adults. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else was an adult. He was an innocent child. Yeah. And him doing what he thought was right was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that scar is is on him. Yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, she's... I. This is where the movie gets a little vague for me, sorry, because there's, there's basically like a lot of like running around and, sure. and people getting killed in yeah, various ways. Yeah, we don't ways. have to go through every every single um, thing, single point. Each maid gets killed in turn, and yep. she has the unfortunate... Uh, One gets killed in a dumb waiter. That's And that's that's Sumera weaving kills her. Not intentionally. She's just trying to stop her from yelling. Yep. But she does, does accidentally start the dumb waiter, which crushes this girl's <laughs> head. Right. Uh, and it falls off. It, so... There you go. Uh, but again, yeah. in not too gory. No, way. no. Once again, it's done in a way that's that's. It's uh, all like the violence border is borderline cartoon violence. It, well, it's yeah, like I say, it's a black comedy. It's done over. It's either so over the top that it's crazy, or I would say the only scene where you're really feeling like and what that's what Samara Weaving does really good in this film is play scared mm-hmm. so well. Like that scene where she come like where she comes upon uh, Daniel Adam Brody's Adam Brody's character. Um, she just does this thing where she's like a trapped rabbit. You know, she's panting. Her eyes are so wide. Like, she's just terrified of what's what's to come of her. And, you know, he has that easy insolence of the person who is in, in no, no danger, no peril, you know. Yeah. And it's so strange as if they don't understand how people feel when they are being when their life's at, at risk it's really strange what i liked about her was she when you've got this kind of movie what you need is someone who can go between uh horrified and determined yeah uh and uh, and you got to you got to balance it and then mm-hmm. as the film goes along uh, she's wearing a wedding dress and yeah. it's more torn and yeah. she gets more bloody with yeah. the blood of others and the blood of herself. Yeah. And as you go along, it she becomes more of an action figure almost. Yeah. yeah. Like it reminded me of an evil dead with uh, mm. with Ash. And yeah. as things progress and progress, he's horrified, uh, but then he's determined. He's horrified, he's determined. And then it all looks very cool, the look that's being built yeah. until when he comes out at the end, as she does. Uh, like whoa, <laughs> this is someone who's been through something. Yeah, but yeah. like the, you could get like quite a few good action figures out of many of the uh, levels that she's at there in in her outfit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Grace it looks good seeing someone in a bride's outfit, like yeah. you know, all torn up. And well, that's it. Like bloody. when she's running down the hallway, it's she, badass. Yeah, she puts on some sneakers. Like yes. she takes off her dress shoes and Sensible. puts on some sneakers. Well, Alex gives her the sneakers. He puts yeah. her sneakers on, ties her shoes. And then sends her down the hall. And, of course, she finds that this dress is in the way. So she tears off the bottom sure. of, of the tra- train of the dress to get rid of that. So eventually she find, she makes her way to the kitchen. And Alex makes his way down into the to the basement where the security system is. Right. And he's trying to figure out how to... Shut the door. Shut the, uh, like open, bring open, the, the locks and... Unlock the, locks the doors up. and things, yeah. yeah. And, but and Lurch turn, is there. Well, Lurch is in the kitchen. That's right. And... Making a cup of tea. Making a cup of tea. While whistling a song. Yes, he's, he likes the 1812 Overture, apparently, because mm-hmm. he's singing that uh, quite loudly and even pretends to conduct it at one point. Now, Grace was able to sneak into the games room and find a big giant elephant gun in there and take that off the wall with some 
giant cartridges, which he has learned does not work because she did fire it at someone earlier yep. and it did not go off because there's no bullet because there's uh it's all ceremony she hadn't wasn't loaded yet yep. so she's trying to load it in the kitchen quietly so she breaks it you know and of course that makes a noise so the guy stops looks around what what is that and he goes around looking for her and of course you get that thing where you're like oh, oh she's there oh she moved thank goodness and then she slowly slides in the the, the cartridge as, as he's singing away and then when they finally confront each other she does pull a trigger, sure, but it turns out it's just a display gun. Yeah, doesn't actually work. So uh, she then smashes him over the face with a teapot, scalding him, and runs away. Well, after after he tries to get her with a knife. Yeah, if you if you're talking about this like it's a game, this is the character uh, in like a Resident Evil game who will just keep coming back over and over again. You okay, think you've defeated them, and yeah. then they'll 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 be around. Okay, next. yeah, yeah. It's like two things. It's almost like one is like almost like a video game, which mm-hmm. works because it's a game, and two, this could very well like just as easily be a play. Mm. This this you you get the set for a farce, you know, and and with the exception of like the one outdoor scene that involves a car, but you could still you could still probably pull that off. Yeah, uh, it is all. You know, going around a table and hoping they don't see you. It's 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 a balance of comedy and horror. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and and yeah, that it could just as well be that. Mm-hmm. You know, that nice claustrophobic thing. You see people in another room trying to do something. People in this other room are like almost on her, and you can say, "Oh no!" And yeah, yeah it's good. They yeah. keep the tension up in a, in a good way. So she does get away. Yes, she does. And makes short, her way upstairs. Short film if she didn't. Yes, that's right. makes her way upstairs. The family, meanwhile, is, of course, still trying to find her, still murdering their maids. They're their own uh, worst enemy. Their own worst enemy. Quite frankly, if she just stayed out of the way, they probably would all just kill themselves. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they are not good at this. No, they're not at all. Yeah. The last time they did this was when, uh, you know, the uh, the the brother was a was a boy. Yeah. You know, and the, and the, and the husband was a boy. So, like, they, they, they're not used to hunting people for sport. No. This isn't something they normally do. No. And so they, they, also, they also, they find Alex in the security room and knock him out, take him upstairs, handcuff him to the bed so he can no longer help oh, Grace. Boy, did that bug me. Uh, so he's he's handcuffed yeah. around like a wooden pole yeah. like that's behind his head. Yeah. And, and, and he's trying to, and his way of getting out is, I'm going to rub the chain on this wood and yeah. saw my way through the wood. Yeah. And you're like... There's so many other ways that you could have like gotten out. That's like the worst way like, you could have gone. Break your thumb. There's one thing. Break your thumb. Break your thumb, and then you could get out of the uh, get out of the handcuffs. Okay. You look at you look at her, and she's yeah. uh, blooding herself up and crawling yeah. through things and doing all this stuff. And he's just this rich dope who you know is 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 it's doing it's doing nothing. It's just like it's. I guess uh, you'd have to know about the breaking your thumb. Thing. Also, he's he's doing it while being on the floor. Yeah. Like there's nothing that's stopping you from like. Getting getting your back against the bed, standing up, getting a little leverage. It's like he's doing it in the worst way, and he's doing the dumbest thing. Like, honestly, if you're ever handcuffed and you're in that much trouble, yeah. break your thumb, and then you will slide right out of the cuffs, yeah. and then you're and then you're fine. That sounds easier said than done, breaking your thumb. Yes, I'm sure it's very difficult, but we're all going through troubles that <laughs> night. You know, it just seems like he's he's he's, he's um, just a dope that's taking the hardest way possible. So yeah, so then there's a scene in there where the family discusses the necessity of what they're doing, how important it is that maids don't count. By the way, we learned that. I'm gonna give you one other way of like breaking oh, sure, that thing. Sure. So it's 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 behind his head. 
Uh, you can stand up. There's nothing that's stopping you from standing up. So back to the bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, lift yourself up with your legs. Now you've got your ass. Use your ass to break this wooden beam. You've got to break a little wooden beam. That's what you've got to do. And he's trying to yeah. like saw through it in the slowest way possible. Jump on the damn thing with your ass. You're a grown man. Smash, 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 well, it, break. It wasn't the first one, though. It had yeah. one over top of it. So you'd be. Uh, I don't think that that's would work very well you know what you, uh, tie me to something i want to show you how you do this yeah yeah no <laughs> i'll break my thumb let's just let's just do this okay go ahead sorry <laughs> I'm gonna break it thumb. just seemed like a big dope it feels like if she was tied uh-huh. she would have broke her thumb she would have yeah. slid out she would have been bloodied she would have been cool sure. and then she would have like reattached her thumb or some such she would have done something badass and she was just with this dope of a husband who just didn't know how to get out from the most simple freaking handcuff nonsense Ugh, bugs me okay go ahead all right, so um, probably I, trick handcuffs I now, too. If I'm ever in danger, I expect you to come rescue me. Apparently, it's that easy. Okay. But, by the way, uh, if you're ever in handcuffs, break your thumb. I'm not going to so break my thumb, and that's not going to happen. I'm not going to break my thumb. Um, that just seems anyway. Anyway, so then uh, she, meanwhile, is uh, hanging from the basically outside because Alex did succeed in unlocking the doors and windows yes. before he got uh, caught in the security room, and. She uh, and what a scene I like is the the uh, the nothing brother-in-law uh, just sitting on the windowsill texting a friend. And his friend's like, you know, what up, bra, whatever, and he's like, nothing, just family shit. <laughs> well, I like him earlier trying to figure out online how to use his crossbow. Yeah, that's as well. Yeah. yeah, watching a YouTube video on how to use a crossbow, and then uh, so he doesn't notice when Grace drops from the gra- from the the second story down to the ground because he's too busy. Uh, He's oblivious. Texting to his friend, yeah, he's, he's, he's a nothing. So she makes her way. Um, I guess she starts running and goes to the barn? Yeah, the, I think that 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 is... That's the, her first destination. Yeah, that's right, where she finds where they uh, dump the bodies. Well, first thing, she goes into the barn, she finds a bunch of goats in there. Yes. We're like, oh, there's, these are goats. Right. Then she meets Georgie, what yeah. the son of the that's right. coked-up sister and, and her, her near-to-well husband. And when she says, you know... Hi, Georgie. Georgie shoots her in the hand with a gun mm-hmm. because that's part of the game. And so she calls him a little fuck and punches him in the chin and knocks yeah. him unconscious. And I don't blame her. But unfortunately, she's then scared by a goat, falls backwards, goes through a rotten uh, door on a, on a, some sort of cellar yeah. and falls into a room that's uh, full of bodies. So we discover that this is a longstanding tradition and maybe not as rare as we're being told. Mm. If there's that many bodies in there. Okay. Because, you know, how long has this been around? If it's every, only been 30 years between one and the other, it does seem like there's an awful lot of bodies in there. And not all of them are that far gone in decomposition. Now, there's goats down there too, right? The bodies of goats? Or is it all people? Oh, maybe there are goat I bodies think, down there. I think there. that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. maybe there are goat so bodies So she does there. see the guy who uh, has the two arrows in that's him right. from yeah. the, uh, yeah. you know, uh, previously That's true. On. There are goat carcasses in there. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um and Why she, don't they keep pigs to throw to throw all these things to? That would be a lot more efficient. Yeah, it would be. You you tell them, but you know, the the <laughs> they, they, they they know the deal that they had to make. Um, and again, who wants pigs? And and so here we have the nice uh, symbolic uh, climb out of hell. Uh, you know, yeah, thing that you got to yeah. have in these kind of movies. Sure. You need ash to go into the root cellar. Yeah. You need you know you need someone to like be thrown into a pit and have to climb out of the pit, but it's not easy because she, she uh, the the rungs are breaking. Got a hole in her hand. And she's got a hole in her hand 
and she's got to you know climb climb her way out yeah it's a good it's a good scene it's a good scene especially when she puts her hand through a nail at the top of the uh, yes thing. which you're like is horrible but actually yeah. pretty good actually that is that will make you not fall so yes that is good practical uh, meanwhile and some, and some good screaming from, meanwhile from dingus upstairs can't break his thumb he <laughs> <laughs> may not know that thing i never i didn't know that trick okay i didn't even know that was a thing okay breaking your thumb anyway um i'm just squeezing on my thumb and trying to see of how what would be the efficacy of breaking your thumb so then because you can make your hand smaller without breaking your thumb can't you why is it necessary to break your thumb because you need to get rid of this part here yep so you're going to break your thumb here you're going to well not your thumb well you don't break it at the tip that will do nothing that's right yes you have to break down here you want to break down there that's right and how do you break it I can show you a video later if you wish to see. Yes. You just describe it. Describe what you do. Okay, like, yeah, you break your you break so your So you thumb. just squeeze on it with your hand, other yeah. hand. Cuz that's what's holding that's what's it. holding your hand in there. Yeah, yeah. Once that's once that's loose, yeah. you know, it's small enough that, you know, it's as small as your wrist basically okay. and you can slide it through. By the way, it might be a little blunty as well. That'll help uh, lube it up and get you through. <laughs> All right. This is this has been done in many 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 movies. Ah, I've never many seen it. movies. Okay. Yes. Oh. So then uh, she leaves the barn. Yep. And starts running across the uh, the the, um, the park, the uh, the field, or whatever the 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 front lawn of this uh, mansion where the, where this family live. And she's spotted by the the butler. Now has she uh, has she yelled for help already and had a car drive past Mm-mm. already? No. Nope. She's running to the gate. Uh, she's seen by the she's seen by the wife of Daniel. Okay. Who coldly fires her rifle at her, and it turns out to be like a harpoon gun, gun or something. Okay, I'm not too sure what happened there. Yeah, it's an old timey thing. Yeah, it was hard she, to see what happened. Yeah, she wasn't happy with what she what, did not. She did, did not do anything. So, so Grace continues to run to the gate, um, where she finds a kind of a broken part of the gate and is able to pull it off. Yep, and squeeze through. But she also, has, while she screams through, there's a, like a little decoration on it that, that cuts, cuts, her, yeah. cuts her severely on her back. So she's further hurt. Yep. And she sees... It's a just co- a small little thing, which is good. Like, because we have just had, yeah. you know, uh, she's got a hole in her hand. Yes. So that's already a thing. That's already bad. And uh, now, she didn't put a nail through. Is it, her, is it in her front or is it in her back? It's in her back, yeah. Okay. I thought, it was, I thought it was her front at first. And I'm just like, are we just giving her the full Jesus? Like, we've got... <laughs> You got your stigmata. Now we're getting a cut in the mm, side. Mm. You know, it's just like, is no, it's, she like it's, the... It's her back that gets okay. cut. And that's she's but, it's, to squeeze but it's good because like, again, we've seen we've seen the nail go through the through the hand. Yeah. Again, very Jesus. Um, and and so that's like a bit of an overtop thing. Yeah. Uh, but just seeing like it just cut her a little bit. You're yeah. just like, oh, you feel it. You feel that. And like, yeah. you know, she's got to keep going, but you're like, ah. I'm I'm relating to this at this point. <laughs> you could have something really big happen, yeah, a uh, big violent thing, and you don't feel it. It's like you know, someone gets shot in the face, and you're like, oh, that's gory, but you don't go, oh, my face, yeah. But someone's getting cut a little bit in the back like that, like oh yeah, geez, you really feel that. It's terrible. So she's able to flag down a car when she, after she gets through the gate, but but the guy just drives off. Ugh, people. And he said, oh, that's not Margot Robbie. And then he left, <laughs> and she lets let, let's out a. What if the person was Margot Robbie? In the car. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he just drives off. Yeah. I'd be laughing. Uh, that would be uh, that would be good. So then she lets out a stream of expl- expletives after this person. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty nice, rich seam there. Apparently, her foster home was not all her foster homes were great. And she, let's just say, she's a good character. Oh, yeah. Like she's got a lot of depth to her. She mm-hmm. is not 
just the damsel in distress. No, who's, no, she does uh, a good job. Constantly react. Like she's got personality. She's she's interesting. But I feel like that about all the characters. I feel like yeah. all the characters are well-rounded characters. Like you understand, you understand why they're doing what they do. What's important to them? Right. You know what's motivating them. You know we know that we know that the you know the ice maiden wife of Daniel you know is willing to pay the price to keep her keep the the lifestyle that she has. We know that Daniel has this huge burden of guilt. Yeah. We know the sister's a drug addict that takes pills and cocaine. We know that her husband is a doofus. Mm-hmm. We know that that Annie McDowell's character that family is very important that she'll do anything for her family. Right. We know that to the father Henry Cherney's character that that the fortunes of the fam the fortunes of the company and the the empire that he has inherited are super important to him. So we understand everyone's motivations for what they're doing, and of course we understand her motivations that she wanted a family, right? Because she's gr- grown up. Even though she said her foster family is great, it wasn't her real family. She's wanted to have a real family, be part of something, yeah, and though, be part of something. And now this is what this something has turned right. into, right? Like uh, something that's different from this, as opposed to like you're, you know, the classic rich people are hunting someone for sport. Mm-hmm, sure, is the uh, world's most dangerous game. Mm-hmm. So, um, is it called the world's most dangerous or the most dangerous game? I think, I think it's, it's called, just the, think it's called dangerous, the most dangerous, dangerous game. Yeah. game. That's right. Yeah. Um, so because uh, the most, most dangerous game is the person being hunted. That's right. The most yeah. dangerous game is man. Yeah. Um, so you've got a rich person who is hunting uh, someone for sport, and yes. they're enjoying it, and yeah. they're into it. Yeah. And this is how they're getting their thrills because the rich people will hunt us for sport if they get a chance. I get it. It all makes sense. <laughs> These people, none of them want to be doing this tonight. Yeah. They wanted this to be done. Yeah. Now, they're they're hunting her out of necessity. Yeah. Um, you know, because of this family tradition that if they don't get her by right. by break of dawn, they're, break for, of day, I should for say. For their survival, yeah. for whatever reasons. They've got a good motivation. Yeah. But none of them want to be doing this. No. So no one is like doing this going, yeah, except for Lurch. Uh, except for maybe the chauffeur. He seems And the to- ant. The ant seems to take it pretty seriously. The ant, uh, I think, I think the ant is trying to justify things because her husband was killed. Yeah, uh, and that's so, true too. She's yeah, she's got that character where you you're b- really buying into it now. She was the last. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense to you unless you right. buy into this thing. She was the last person to have had to have made a real sacrifice. Yeah, which was the person that she loved for this. So by God, you know they're going to have to do it too because yeah. it's not just going to be me that felt this pain. And it's pretty clear that she never. Got over it. And, and never fell in love again. Never met oh, another no, no, person. No, no. Never... She was messed up and yeah. got that weird haircut. And, and uh, that's it. That's who could it. love her now except uh, Frankenstein's monster, frankly. <laughs> but the but Lurch, and again, because, you know, he's the male servant, he seems into it. And he is not family. Yeah. So, like, he does not have that uh, same threat hanging over him. Yeah. Like, the worst that will happen to him is he'll be out of work. Mm. But he's really into hunting her. He's digging it. He's the guy who is laughing and enjoying what he's doing. He's a doing. very good servant. Yeah. So we, you need that. And also a bit of a ham. That's right. You do need like the one guy who's the bohaha guy, mm-hmm. and he's he's supplying us with that in yeah. this movie. So yeah. you can do whatever you want to that guy, and we're all good. <laughs> we're okay with that. Yeah. So uh, Grace takes off into the woods. Yep. Attempting to escape this situation. As you say, Lurch follows her in. I think his name is Stephen, actually. But oh, anyway, right. very good. He follows her in in a uh, in his you know a limousine or whatever, nice car. Steve Mobile. A Steve Mobile. Eventually, eventually he catches up with her. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of exactly how. Does he hit her with the car? I think he does. No, he doesn't hit her with the car. Doesn't. No, they, he gets out of the car to get her. She knocks a gun out of his hand. Yeah. He. She, she strangles him. Yeah. She strangles him with part of her dress. Yeah. Once again, the wedding dress is, is further ruined. He is unconscious. 
she thinks. She gets into the car. Right. She dr- she drives down the road. And the equivalent and then, of OnStar she, comes Yeah, on. she tries to use OnStar to call the police. Yeah. But the not car officially is, OnStar, because this is not something OnStar would want. Yeah, it would representing be... Representing OnStar. So then... Uh, so then it turns out that the car has been reported stolen. And so the OnStar, quote unquote OnStar, employee shuts the car off, shuts the power off to the car. So now she is stuck in this dead car. And that's when Stephen catches up to her or Lurch catches up to her and shoots her with a tranquilizer dart. So now we get them driving back. He's talking to family. We get this great How? tableau. How is he driving back? How do you mean? How does he get the car turned back on? Well, I imagine he calls calls them and gives them some sort of identification number, and they're like, "Oh, okay, that's fine then." So, on, okay, let's just go with that scenario. Sure. So, OnStar just got a message, yeah, and the message was, "They're trying to kill me. They're trying to murder me." Yeah, ma'am, we're gonna have to turn off the car. Yeah, Ma- you sons of bitch, they're trying to kill me <laughs> off. And then someone and someone calls back and goes like, "Hello, uh, it's all fine. Yeah, we have the car now, and we're fine." And I don't care what this organization is. Yeah. They don't go, yeah, there was a woman who was saying you were trying to murder her. What's her? Should we send the police to get her? Yeah. Because you've clearly got her, right? Yeah. Um, uh, should we send the police? No, that's not necessary. All right, then. Well, thanks for using OnStar. We're monsters. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> like, it felt like the police were on their way anyway. Like, they said they sent, they were sending the police. Uh, which, you know, did the police ever come? No. So what? what's up with that? Mm. You know, that's a, that's just a little bit of a weird, weird point was like, yeah. oh, he's going to have to like say something to the police. Yeah. No, we're not to, you know, and, and that the eh. car was then working. What a boring part of the movie that would be, though. Like, you want the movie to keep moving. We don't want to have to stop and have him like lie to the police because and she's unconscious in the trunk. And then the police leave. No, no, no. You don't know. No, what you want on that. Or you want the police to come in and they catch them in the movie. No, it's a. No, no, you you (laughs) want the police to show up. Yeah. And them to be basically, we're rich. Yeah. We own you. Yeah. Mind your damn business. And then the police go, yes, sir. And then they leave. And then you realize like, oh, rich people can do whatever the fuck they want. She's really on her own because even if she gets to the cops, the cops won't be able to do anything. We we already kind of know this. I don't think we really need to. It's a it. bit of a. It's a bit of a. Uh, it is weird when you say that, but I feel like they maybe could have. They could have glossed over. It. They could have mentioned it. They could have said something. You know. What it felt to me was like the police are on their way. Yeah. When you say that, they are far away from everything. Yeah. Okay. So what the family now has to do is we got to make this sacrifice now because the police are on their way. We need to get this done. The police are going to be here. Uh, so we got to we got to do this shit. Yeah. So let's get it done. That now the clock is ticking faster. Mm. We 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 have to we have to do it. Uh, and it seems like that lights well, later on someone does light a fire. But you want at some point the clock to speed up and it seems like they had a way for the clock to speed up and then just went meh. That's not happening. Okay. Like, okay. Okay. So anyway, they take her. They take her back to the house. No, he starts driving her back to the house. Oh, that's correct. That's right. And when she, they're uh, on the uh, FaceTime, they're FaceTiming. Yes, and this is a good scene as well, where uh, Grace wakes up, realizes something's up, and then I just like the family going, "Look behind you! Look behind you!" But he's playing. He's celebrating. He's playing the the eighteen to twelve overture again, quite loudly. So you can get the full effect of the cannons going off yeah. in the song. And then uh, Grace kicks him in the back of the head a couple of times, sending the car into a spin, sending the car off the road into a roll. They roll around and Stephen Lurch slash Lurch dies. Yeah. Once again, sorry, I'm just going to throw this out as a little bit of a... Yeah. 
not going to tell us to break our thumb again, are you? No, I'm going to okay. say, uh, I'm going to go back to OnStar here for one okay. moment and just go, okay, if you have OnStar yeah. and your car gets smashed up, yeah. the moment there's a terrible accident, yeah. uh, OnStar is again going to send somebody if uh, if that if that all happens. But like, I guess you just go, oh, we don't want OnStar anymore. OnStar isn't isn't a thing anymore and it's all it's all done. Just feels like wait. She's gonna call OnStar. No, you don't call OnStar. OnStar. It's like if you've got OnStar, yeah. and you're in a accident, yeah. and that that shuts down the car. Like if the car smashes into a tree, yeah. OnStar gets a little uh, beep and just like, oh, okay. oh, geez, this car's been in a horrible accident. Okay, because people don't always call and just go, hello, I was in an accident. Yeah, they see that they were in an accident. Now we're gonna send oh, an ambulance. That's the thing. Is so it? once again. I don't know how that all. Uh, this is not OnStar, by the way, so they may not have the same service. Yeah, I think they should have gone for OnStar. They should have been a moment <laughs> at some point where someone just turned to the camera and went, "We should have got OnStar." This uh, good promotional these moment. guys are they're they're no good. Good promotional moment. Yeah. So she crawls out of the car, right, and finds herself joined by Daniel, mm-hmm. who uh, basically tells her, "What does he do now?" I think he. He had given her. He'd given her the the, the head, head start, start before, but now he's got to. No, yeah, now he's, he's got to. Just... He's got to do what he's got to do. Yeah, and so uh, he knocks her out. Well, again, she's had a lot of concussions. She's she's not going to be right. Um, does he get her butt of the gun? Butt of the gun to the head? Is that is that how he knocks her out? He knocks her out somehow. Does he? Yeah, because she's unconscious. This is bad for people listening. Who are probably going. Don't you guys remember when? Because the wife comes though. Sure. No, the big re- the big reveal is after he does his talk to her about yeah. like no uh, family first and yeah, all yeah. this. Then uh, and and then she's unconscious at that point. Otherwise, she'd be having a conversation after this. Yeah. When she's out of commission, Dad reveals himself and uh, oh, he says like, "Hey, Dad. Oh, you knew I was there. Oh, okay. Yeah." And of course, he's well, I saying, be drunk, all, but I'm not blind." Yeah, he's right. saying all this because he knows Dad's there, so he can't let her go okay because otherwise dad who's got a gun is just going to shoot her and yeah. he can't shoot dad yeah so he's got to take care of business and mm. he's got to he's got to do this and and so he does yeah so that's it that's where we're at with with that okay yeah okay so then i guess they do take her back to the house then. yep is this the time where we're now on the table and it's time for the sacrifice or do we have any more business before this because it feels like we're running out of time now it feels like sun sun's coming up no, because it's not there yet. Because Daniel has to get killed. Okay, right? He gets mm-hmm. sh- he gets shot by his wife. Okay, in the in the by his own wife in the in the neck. Okay, uh, so he must be he must be. Uh, I can't remember exactly how that happened. Now, okay, I'm sorry, but anyway, let's just say Alex escapes. No, no, she she can't. I'm sorry. Okay, here's what we got on Wikipedia. Ready? All okay. Right. okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Grace causes, uh, Lurch to crash the car, killing him. However, yeah. Grace is discovered by Daniel, mm-hmm. who, knowing that Tony is secretly watching, knocks her out again and recaptures her. The LaDonis family prepares to sacrifice Grace in a satanic ritual. Uh, after, oh, this was the thing. Yeah. They all pass around the cup of wine. They pass around the cup oh, of wine. that's right. And he poisons the wine Daniel enough to make the them wine. sick. That's right. That's what happens. That's right. And so he escapes with grace. That's right. Then they're confronted, saying that saying to her that he believes his family deserves to die. Yeah, if it's good. Yeah, if it's going to happen, they deserve to die. That's yeah. right. And 
That's when he is confronted by his wife. Right. Well, first of all, Alex also has escaped by yeah, this Alex point is, after has escaped. That's being right. the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wouldn't break his thumb. Well, so disappointing to you. So many. Anyway. Hey, everyone out there, you, you, if you if you saw this movie, you're 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 you got like handcuffs on. Uh, you're around a pole. You can get out of that, right? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, so that's right. Daniel uh, frees Grace in the attempt to leave the house before Daniel is shot and killed, yes, by his wife, Charity. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. right. Uh, and then um, uh, uh, she sets the house on fire. Starts setting setting things ablaze. We're now, yes. we're now getting this, this cooking. Yes. And Grace fights uh, Becky. Okay. Yeah. Becky is the cooked, cooked up sister. Yeah, right? that's right. And uh, and there's the box uh, that is the uh, the box that she got the card out of, mm-hmm. and then beats her beats her to death. With oh, the, that's with a mum. Sorry, yes, fights. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry, that's fights the mum. Yeah. yeah, fights the mum. Uh, kills the mother. Yeah, and that's smashes when... her face. Smash, smash, smash. Smashes. It's one of those smash, 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 smush, 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 smush. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and that's when Alex walks in and sees his mother laying dead on the floor with her head crushed by this box. This infernal device. Literally. Yeah, which can mess you up as a kid. It's hard to see. Yeah, it's hard, it's, it's hard, it's hard to see that. So at first it seems like he's, well. Yeah, she, he also thinks, by the way, that she was the one who killed Daniel. That's right. That's, that's right. right. So yeah. thinks there's been a lot of killing. Uh, and uh, He and basically turns on her when he realizes that she will not stay with him. That's after right. This. He turns on her. That's right. Because all he cared about with her, was her being with him, yeah. not her. Yeah, and that's when we really pay off the opening, and you realize, yes, that his motivation was was wrong. Yeah. off off the talk, it sounded right. Yeah, but it was not right. Yeah, he just cares about that. If she, if he can't have her, no one can have her. Yeah, and she might as well die. Yeah, and that's when we find out. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a bad guy, and maybe let's even say the worst of all of them, mm. because the others are just trying to get survive. That's their that's their motivation. They didn't know that any of this was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but once it does happen, we've got to do this to live. Yeah. He knew there was the potential of this happening, yeah. and his own uh, pleasure was more important than the risk that he was putting her and his family through. So, yeah. 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 He is the biggest monster uh, there. <laughs> so they qu- quickly start again with the with the ceremony. This yep. time, much more rushed because. Time is ticking. Yeah. The sun is starting to rise. So they got to get this done. He is leading it. He has the knife. He That's is right. going to plunge it into plunge her. it into her. And he does. By the way, this is a motivation. When when they were all hunting her, uh, much like the guy that we saw at the beginning of the film, they can't kill the person. Yes. They've got to kill the person in this ritual. They've got yeah. to just wound the person and That's then right. bring them. They have to, in some way, incapacitate them and bring them to the situation. And so she is laying on the table. She's being held down by everyone. Yep. He stabs her, but she manages to twist herself. And this is my one problem with the film is it just, it's not clear how she gets away. And it doesn't seem likely that you could be stabbed in the shoulder and then, you know, get away from someone who's just stabbed you in the shoulder. Like, how do you get out of that situation? Well, here's, here's the thing. She has now had a whole night of dealing with all this. Oh, stuff. yeah. She's and maybe she's a... slippery because she's so bloody. So. Yeah, that's true. And she's had a lot of practice. And also, let's say she's probably in really good shape. And scared. Where all the rest of these people are rich jerks who have never had to do anything like this. Yeah. You know, the last time they did it, uh, the boys, the, the men were boys. Yeah. You know, they, they, they don't do this for a living. They're a bunch of rich idiots. Yeah. And so, and so yeah, she's, she, she, gets, she gets out of that. 
And yeah, you know, I was I was okay with that. That's okay. fine. By that point, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> All right. Well, right. I'll, I'll let it slide. Then. And then uh, the uh, the aunt is like, uh, the sun, it's rising, the yeah. sun. And you're yeah. like, are you vampires? What's the sun is rising? But again, it's it's a gothic thing, and it's fine. Well, but they've that, got to kill. No, they have her to kill before. her before sunrise. That's why they're concerned. But they're not vampires. They're, they right. want they have a time limit, which is the rising of the sun. Now here's where this this is where it really got interesting to me. Okay. Um, where it was like, uh, they were all, oh, we're going to die. And I liked the point where they all went, oh, no, we're not. Yeah. Because that would have been, like, there's two ways to go with this, obviously. Sure. And they decided to go a different way. But the idea that we've been doing this for nothing. Yeah, yeah. We were a bunch of superstitious boobs yeah. who have for generations been murdering people for no reason. Yeah. Would be great and 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 they all go okay. to and they all go to jail and you know they've got a whole murder not, pit not necessarily well we'll we'll see because when they realize that that when they realize that 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 they didn't need to do this yeah. supposedly they still they're still going to kill her well this is interesting yeah there's uh there's almost a thing there first of all uh where she would have probably still got away because they're they're a bunch of boobs. sure that's fine but they're, i mean they're, they're still they're they're in no way like yeah. yeah but it's a great idea like the supernatural element that you introduce isn't real yeah and you know you're just a bunch of dopes and they all like realize we're dopes oh what did we do mm. what did we do we did this for nothing all those people that were killed for nothing oh no but yeah then they decide they're going to kill her anyway and at that point they are completely irredeemable yeah like yeah. you can almost think like they were fighting for their lives before yeah Fair enough. You're fighting for your family. They're still fighting life. for their lives. No, no, no. They were. They're fighting, fighting for their comfort. No, their well, comfortable that's the thing. They're fighting for their comfort. Their comfortable lives. They've. Yeah. But uh, but the reality at that point is we were wrong. Yeah. We killed people for no reason. Yeah. Um. Yes, you deserve to be punished for what you do. Like if you're if you're fighting for your own survival. There's something to that. Yeah. None of them made the deal with whatever that guy was. Laval. This is just Laval. They, none of them made that deal. This is just something that if they don't do this, they will die. So you can go, you know what? Would you kill one person for your entire family to survive? You could lay out an ethical argument. Yes, you could do that. Mm. But once you find out that's bullshit and like we're going to kill a person to cover up our crime, <laughs> yes, now you're irredeemable. And now you deserve everything that you're going to get. You do deserve everything. They're pretty irredeemable before, but okay. How so? I just think, yeah, they're just because they're they're murderers. They murder people in order to survive, keep their to live, to keep, but not just to live. the the whole The whole idea of, of what they have is the reason they're wealthy. The reason mm-hmm. they're well off, yeah. is because of this sacrifice they make every year. Not every year. They may kill a goat every year. Yeah, maybe. but that's part of the sacrifice. Well, no, they don't even kill a goat every year. They kill a goat every time someone new enters the family. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. But they haven't killed somebody for a generation. Yeah. So, like, yeah. once a generation, you have to kill one person, and and if you kill that one person, your entire family survives. Yeah. Irredeemable. You, how many people are in the family at that point? Like, what? Like... Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So not you can make an argument. I think that like for nine people to live, yeah, one person must die. That's not an argument. That's not an argument. No. You would be fine with like I'm going to be cool yeah. with everyone dying. Yeah. They have to pay the price for for what? For the original sin. For the original. Uh, Why they didn't original have anything contract. to do with it? They were born into this. They have no sure. sin. But they all. But they all are. They are all are. What's the word I'm looking for? They are all 
Fruit of the Poisonous Tree. <laughs> yeah, fruit of the, they're all. They're, it is like it is along the lines of something. They're like, all stained by it. That's not the word. That's right. They benefit from. They're benefiting from this like, thing. Yeah, like America or or any country that's had slavery. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have what you have because of the deaths of someone uh, and the horrors that have befallen people before you. Yeah. Yes. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I th- I think you can make you know, as a and I'm just repeating myself at this point. Uh, to save your family, you must kill one person. Yeah. Okay. I could see. I could see that you've got a good motivation there, but again, once once it's not that, and it's just we're covering our asses. Okay, uh, you're uh, you're garbage, and you deserve what happens to you. <laughs> and what happens to them is they just start to explode. Yeah, it's pretty in, good. Uh, big, big. I mean, blood, it looks blood it looks pops. terrible because it, it's the whole CGI blood is like the worst thing that's ever been invented. But it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's 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 weird because you, what do you, what do you want to have happen to them? Should the ground open up and demons pull? No, no, them I like how it I like how it goes. Yeah, it's like, I like it's, them exploding. It's not that; it's just it's death. Yeah, yeah, they should they should die. Yeah, and you don't want them to die in too gory a thing to take you out of the movie at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you don't want them screaming and writhing in pain and yeah, them being like yeah, yeah, you don't want their eyeballs popping out. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that'd nonsense. be no good. Because don't want that. Because the movie, for the most part... You and know, you could have had that in a movie. Like, it, the, uh, a movie could do that. I, fe- I felt that they were probably going to lead to something gory because they weren't doing too much that was gory. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to end with something ba-boom. But they yeah. ended with something almost comedic and just like... Yeah, know. yeah. You and I, uh, once upon a time when we were uh, young men yes. uh, and with bad judgment... Uh, <laughs> Did a comedy sketch once with a balloon full of fake blood that yes. we exploded, and, and it was at a county fair. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be a hamster. And yeah, the and hamster got got a fist down on it, and it exploded into a big spray of blood. That's right. The person uh, unwittingly uh, hammered a hamster with a fist, and it exploded. No hamsters were harmed, and there was no hamsters involved in the actual thing. Uh, the grosser part of it was we actually used human hair <laughs> from a barber shop, which I don't know what's the worst element of what we did, but. That's not one of the best. So when we hit it, it exploded and it covered us in fake blood yeah. on a stage that, you know, people were going to have to use afterwards. <laughs> and some of the blood did get on the audience members, as did some of the human hair. We were not a good team for that. But that reminded me of that when we were, when I was watching the people explode. So, yeah, it, they explode in a good comedic fashion. Uh, yeah. And uh, the final person to explode is, the, uh, is Alex, you mm-hmm. know, who thinks, like, he survived and he... You know, it's going to well, be fine. Well, he may have survived until she divorces him and throws the ring in his face. Ah. And then he explodes. Okay, why is that? Why, why, how would that have broke the ring? I don't know. I don't know how that would... I don't know if there's like some sort of... Uh, is there some sort of out if the person can survive the night? If there's some sort of like... Well, here's what I think. Okay, let us know. Um, Because she took the ring off yeah. and threw it in his face. Yeah. It wasn't anything to do with him. Yeah. She survived because of that. Because up until that point, she was a family member. So by the rules, oh, okay. by the technical rules, yeah. she would die as well. Uh, now here's a, here's again a motivation uh, for the family. Like when they're hunting a person for sport, if they all die, that person dies anyway mm. because they're part of the family. But one, yeah. they did not uh, consummate the wedding. They, they did not uh, have sex. I uh, think they did, but okay. No, they didn't. She was still in her wedding. No, no, I think they they've been living together for a while. Oh no, but that's not consummating a wedding. Oh, okay. You've got you got a marriage. You got to have sex. A marriage. Yeah. Okay. Consummate a wedding. Consummate a marriage. Friend. Uh, The final part of a wedding would be that activity. Uh, But she's she's still in her wedding gown. Nothing happened. So so one, they didn't have sex, and then she she throws the the ring in his face and says she wants a divorce. So the wedding is now annulled. The marriage. 
Okay, wedding then. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's two different things. Is it? Yes, they eh. are. Okay. Potato, potato. So uh, when she does that, she, she's now not part of the family okay. anymore, and she survives. Whereas I think she would have exploded otherwise, because she, uh, you know, she would have inherited uh, the family's wealth. She would have been part of the family. Mm. You know, she's the sole survivor. Sure. She would have, uh, you know, gone. That's a good question. Afterwards, like when, uh, and so anyway, the the house is still burning to the ground, and yeah. then you see the firefighters show up. Yeah. And the firefighters go, "Was there an ambulance sent here? Or was there a, <laughs> was there a police? Uh, they should have showed up. Those guys. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why they didn't. Uh, so they're putting things out, and then we get the punchline of like, you know, what happened here, and it was what was it? Uh, in laws. Yeah, in laws, and that's uh, nice. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I don't know. Would would a better line have been family? Because they're not really family anymore. Yeah, in-laws. Yeah, in-laws is all right. Um, I just thought it's kind of an awkward word. Right. Does she, she at the end of all that, then, uh, does she inherit anything or is that all done because she is not part of the family? Like, will will she be rich after this is all done? I doubt she's in the will. She doesn't have to be in the will. She's married into the family. Yeah. She's the sole survivor of the family. Like, we know she's not part of the family. Yeah, yeah. But the other people who witnessed the wedding, who mm. have now left, yeah. they saw her get married earlier yeah, that yeah. day. Uh, so it's she. I bet she wouldn't take it anyway because it's all it's all freaking demon tainted shit. You don't want a <laughs> you don't want a piece of that. Yeah, that's all. That's all done. I have a feeling that if if it is fortune that came about through the through satanic influence, then it will soon all dis- disperse anyway. It's, it's all burnt up anyway. That's it'll the way all, it'll all just those go. kind of deals go. Because, yeah. Now that you know, so the the, the sports teams are going to have terrible seasons. They're sure. going to go bankrupt. They're, all the thing, everything bad that could happen, is going to happen to this, to what the remainder of the this this fortune. Right. And nothing will be left but goats. Yeah. That'll be it. It's the kind of, it's, the, yeah. So that's the that's the wrap up. And, and it's nice that she survived. When it's you, great. When you have a horror movie, you can have yeah. your sad ending. Yeah. You can have your, like, oh, you thought you were all right. No, you weren't. Aha, the end twist. And I don't like that shit. I, I like this kind of thing. I like, again. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad there wasn't a, a, a deadly twist at the end where she gets it or something like that. You know? Right. Because she she's been through her. hell. She's got her, yeah, found yeah, her way out of hell. She's literally standing at the gates of the flaming. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, remains of uh, of this demonic uh, thing. She she made it out. She earned her freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, she's uh, she's fine. She's good. It was a good little uh, punchline that you didn't enjoy. That's fair enough. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it's it's in it's an enjoyable, simple, good. Yeah, it's fun. I really, uh, I really film. Liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all, I'm all for it. It I I doesn't feel like there's room for this type of movie really out there much anymore but i'm glad that they i'm glad that they did it i think it'll do well on um you know pay-per-view or whatever on demand or netflix or whatever in the well future. it's a kind of canadian film that will be on crave tv which is sort of the movie channel here in canada it'll be on there for the next 15 years it'll just constantly run you'll be like how to how to plan an orgy yeah <laughs> it'll be on there ponty pool Pont- i don't this ponty pool i wish that would run more often uh, Cube, don't see those. I see those are movies I don't Cube, see. Cube plays a lot. Does it? Yeah, must be on other channels. I'm thinking of like the cable. Okay, like the cable movie ones where this is all movies. Yeah, all the just time. don't play Meatballs Three. We're fine. <laughs> uh, and so that yeah, so I, I have a feeling it all it'll come around again. Yeah, I didn't even it. know it was Canadian, so that's nice to that's nice to hear. Didn't you stay for the credits? Uh, not all of them. Oh, I sit right to the end of the movie. Okay, I, I don't know. It's just a habit. I've always done it. So fair enough. Um, and believe me, those are the cheapest looking credits I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, oh, this is Canadian. 
This is Canadian. Well, good on them. I mean, this is something this is, that this has got telefilm. I don't know all if we've mentioned that we're it. Canadian, but we are. We're both uh, Canadian. We record this show in Vancouver, uh, BC, uh, British Columbia, uh, where many a uh, many a movie is made, but most of those movies and TV shows are for American yes uh, channels They're, and what they use American dollars, American everything. Yeah. We don't do that much of our own stuff. Yeah. But when we do have any real success, it usually is um, horror films or something. Yeah. That's it's like, true. Kind of it's a genre anyway. Yeah, they yeah. Said, uh, there was a book that was written um, by I think it's Catherine Monk. Catherine Monk, yeah, uh, called Snowshoes. Weird Sex and Snowshoes. That's right. Yeah, because yeah. that's really what we uh, that's what we excel at is movies about weird sex, snowshoes, and a lot of the uh, weird sex and snowshoes takes place in horror movies or movies with a little bit like a David sure. Cronenberg yeah. type uh, yeah, yeah. thing or uh, well, Adam Agoyan the original Don McKellar with like with David Cronenberg and people like that <clears throat> and um, also um, excuse me <coughs> excuse me Bob Clark who did uh, Black Christmas that's another yep. Canadian film uh, those guys were uh, benefited from a tax loophole at the time that allowed uh, for if a group of people could get together and put enough money together and made a movie they would get tax credits for that yes and so there was a lot of dentist-funded movies from yep. that time period, including Meatballs. Or Cannibal Girls. Cannibal Girls. The early David Cronenberg films like Shivers and The Brood Rabbit. And, the, and Rabid, yeah. And then also, um, oh, I had one other one I thought. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But so those films, um, because, yeah, that's kind of where the weird set, because, but because they wanted to make money, they had to do them as genre movies. You couldn't yep. put that money into you know, a serious movie about you know, relationships or you know the 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 French English divide in Canada and stuff like that. That's yeah. not gonna. That's gonna. And there and you know back in this back in the seventies, you wanted a movie that was a bit of an exploitation film, and there you got like a Black Christmas. Yeah. When you got into the eighties, we had the video stores, and so um, you know what you wanted for those kind of movies for a low budget movie was something that looked good on the box that was like looked like scary or funny. Those okay. are the two things you wanted because you can do cheap comedy, you can do cheap horror as mm-hmm. long as you got something creepy looking or something hilarious looking on the box okay someone's going to rent it okay and so those okay. were the things ah. then things changed a little bit as we went along and we said we gotta have a message man and uh <laughs> some good stuff but you know yeah we became less of the exploitation uh you know there was there was an actual thing called clean exploitation for a while there where there was you know uh, films that really did push the canadian side of things mm. yeah well yeah, once the government got involved with government funding, then it took a dive because government, you know, it's just you end up with a good cop, bond cop. Yeah, well, you end yeah. up with yeah, you end up with projects where it it's meant to appeal to a bureaucrat, not to a, not to people, because the idea is like we got to sell this to Fred the bureaucrat in order for him to give us the money. We right. have to make this look good for him. And you want and you don't want the public going. You spent money on this. <laughs> you spent money on bubbles galore, which was. Uh, Canadian film that was made with uh, a large amount of pornography in it. That's right. I remember that movie. Yeah. yeah. Had um, Nina Hartley. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's been a while since I. So yeah. The odd movie. thing. The odd thing about that film to me, and we're going off a little bit of a tangent here, uh, was there's a lot of Canadian actors that you would later see in just regular Canadian yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen them have sex. Pretend but to then, anyway. But then to, no, no. There was, was there it, was there was a little bit, but not all of it. Yeah. There, mm, okay. I don't know how you fake a lot of the things that they they had <laughs> they had in that. But to be to, but to be fair, I've seen filmmakers in in Canada that I know that I've now I have seen have sex mm. uh, in just a, a Canadian movie. 
And Short bus, everyone. There you go. There's 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 one. Yeah. Um, went on a large car trip with a person from that from that film. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Canadian movies are interesting. We yeah we're mm. we got a standout. Yeah. Hmm. You have a giant behemoth next door to you. You know, it's pumping out 200 movies a year or more. You got to do something that they're not going to do. Something do. that they're not going to do exactly. Yeah. Occasionally they'll do a brown bunny and do a little something that you're like, what? That's very <laughs> Canadian of you. Fair enough. Uh, but I think this was uh, this was yes, a very well done well done film. I hope it uh, gets uh, g- good release. Uh, I hope. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what. Yeah, I'm really honestly not sure if it's being released outside of Canada. I'm not even sure how much Canadian money there is in it. I just know that there is Canadian money in this okay. movie. Well, look, if you if you know more about this movie than we do, uh, we're uh, we're happy to uh, hear from you. Here's how you contact us. We also like to know your opinion of it. If you if you ended up uh, seeing it, um, you can contact us mostly through our Sneaky Dragon page. So that would be sneakydragon.com uh, is our web page. We have all of the episodes of this show and all of our other podcasts. There's always a message board underneath. Uh, if you post something, we will normally respond. If there's if not in our next show, then uh, to you directly on there if you want to email us we're at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com sneakyd at sneakydragon.com on facebook we're sneaky dragon and sneaky underscore dragon on twitter also tumblr sneakydragon.tumblr.com we always do like to uh, to hear from you and uh, if you've got any extra information about this film let us know please do. Or, or talking about canadian films in general uh films like this thrillers what have you maybe even you know let us know what your favorite canadian movie is hmm <laughs> Dave's favorite is a is a uh, lesser known film called. Hmm. You might have been thinking he was being dismissive of everything, but no, it was really, that's actually a very popular film. That's very Starring Al Waxman from nineteen eighty one. Al Waxman, yeah, and uh, Louis Delgrand. That's right, Louis Delgrand. Yeah, makes an appearance as well as yeah, John, back. John Vernon. Okay, can I get any more Canadian? I know it was written by Pierre Burton. Oh, ouch! You and oh, there. I'm trying to think of. Oh, I was trying to think. Directed of by Don uh-huh. McKellar. Back then, eighty-one. Mm, oh, wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been, no, have been directed okay, by no. Don McKellar back no, then. You could get a, you could get maybe a young David Cronenberg. He might be he might be on board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I'm blanking on the name of the woman that I wanted to uh, to bring up. She was in uh, Going Down the Road. She was also in the parody of Going Down the Road that uh, SCTV oh, okay. did. Ah, uh, she is in the sketch group. Valor- fully, Fully no. clothed women. You're thinking Valerie Bromfield? But no, that's not her. No, that's not that's not her. She took over for Catherine O'Hara on SCTV as well. Oh, you're thinking Robin Robin? No, Duke? not Robin Duke. No, no, no. She came on like if you watched uh, if you watched because I just watched all of um, whatever that parrot so the soap soap opera parody that they did. Yeah. When Catherine O'Hara left the show, she she joined the cast and and took over character on that. Uh, okay. Show as well. Oh, the NBC seasons. So. I am really sorry, folks. I've got to look this up. And then this... carried on when they started on HBO. She continued on with them there. Yeah. With uh... Jane Eastwood. That's right. Jane Eastwood. There you go. Okay. Thank you. All right. We're all good. We're all good. <laughs> I got to meet her once and uh, I was very starstruck. I'm not starstruck by a lot of people, but I was starstruck by her. Oh, yeah. It was like, you know, it, if there's it. someone who was around and did a comedy that I loved when I was young, then I'm like, oh, yeah. You were in the parody of Going Down the Road and you were in Going Down the Road. That's right. She said, I'm a Canadian actress. I take jobs wherever I can get them. That's right. Oh, man. Even in Edmonton. All right. She said the line, uh, 
No, she didn't say the line. John Candy said the, my favorite line, which was uh, the host bummed the most out. Uh, you got, it takes a while to get there, but by God, it's worth it. Uh, thank you so much for uh, we we really went in a we went down the road ourselves at the end. Yeah, I apologize that's right. for that. That is the way Canadian things go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I've been uh, Ian Boothby, and I've been David. Dedrick. We've been fans, planners. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. I don't know what I'm doing!